Welcome back to the Del Hollow Lake podcast, where we give you the down low on all things Del Hollow. My name is Bailey Pennycuff, and I am your host. Today, I have Richard DeVries with me. I also have Eddie Cravens, who is a guide on Del Hollow Lake. He does a whole lot more than just guiding, but I think we might focus on just the guiding for today. Um, Eddie, if you want to introduce yourself, feel free to. Hi, everybody. Uh, nice to be here. I appreciate you guys having me on here. Richard, you want to introduce yourself? Oh, I think people know who I am, but yeah, no. <laughs> I'm Richard. I own Eastport Marino. I also um, admin the uh, Facebook page, Fishdale Hollow. Yeah. Um, and if you guys remember in the podcast we did earlier, Fishdale Hollow um, keeps everything in together with anything to do with fishing Dale Hollow, whether that be smallmouth, largemouth, crappie, anything you name it. I think Eddie's even posted in it a couple of times, his guides and his fish he's caught. So um, it's kind of a good place to start. Um, but Eddie, let's go ahead and get started with you. Um, if I if I if I'm right, you're actually not from Tennessee, correct? No, no, I'm from Indiana. Um, originally from Florida, but I, I've been in Indiana for quite some time. And I I met a lovely lady, and uh, we ended up. Her family's from Tennessee, and we ended up coming down here like every other weekend, making a four and a half hour drive. And it just after years of doing that. One, I fell in love with the lake and the people, and two, I, I just I couldn't stay away, you know. No so I, I I had to make the I had to make the decision, and it took me a couple of years to get the nerve to come up and just make the pull the trigger, so to speak, you know, and come down here and throw it all in, and I don't regret it at all. You know what they call that, don't you? What was that? Well, see, if if you're from the north and you come down and uh, you're a Yankee, if you come down and you stay here. Uh-huh. You're a damn Yankee. Oh, yeah? If you come down here and marry a local girl, you're a goddamn Yankee. <laughs> I didn't know that. He's not wrong. Yeah. Did not so that's know. okay. It's all right. We've got a little soft on our foreigners. Yeah, we won't hold it against you. <laughs> I won't at least. I can't speak for Richard, but. I tell everybody originally I'm from as far south as you can get. You know, the next thing south of me was Cuba, you know, because yeah. I was down from. Sure. So Pompano Beach all the way down to the Key West, you know, that area is where I grew up at. Oh, and, oh, I misunderstood then. Yeah, what do you mean? What do you well, think? I don't know. I don't know. You know, I'm I don't dislike anybody, but um, I thought <laughs> I thought you were Yankee, but I should have known by your beard. I mean, all three of us. Yeah, have it's beards, a telltale sign. And um, you know, you got the best Southern beard here, and I got um, mine from Walmart. Yeah, mine. <laughs> mine. Mine's starting to get a little gray. Barry uh, Bailey's is barely there. Yeah, mine's been growing consistently for four years, and it's just gotten this long. So you guys both got me beat. You haven't even trimmed it yet, have you? I haven't, not once. Four years? Yeah, since I turned 18, I've just let it go. I <laughs> let it go wild, huh? Yeah, hopefully one day I'll get to your link. I don't know. It's, it's, it's a gift and a curse at the same time. I love it. And people like, you know, people, it's an attention getter. And, but sometimes it gets pretty hot out there. And I, yeah. I, I almost cut it off every now and then, but it, I think I'm stuck with it. I went to cut mine off the other day. My wife wouldn't let me. It's funny. The first probably 20 years we were married, she wouldn't let me grow a beard. And now she won't let me cut it off. So. <laughs> does it help your guides at all? Do people recognize you more often? I believe it does. And I've even had somebody comment. Uh, this one guy's like, man, that's the greatest marketing that you could do is that beard. He says, because they'll be, they might not remember your name, but they're like, you know, the guy with the beard. And I was like, oh, yeah. I've heard that already. You've I've heard it already? Yeah. You know, you know, they were talking about a guy, you, you know, the guy with the beard, you know, See? So, yeah. I, Honestly, I, I think it'd be a good like t-shirt design. 
you know, we're, we're, we got things in the works. We haven't completely figured That's what it. I like to hear. I like that. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, we, we, and that, and I'm waiting for ZZ top to call me up so I can go fill in for the guy that passed away. Uh, I can go oh, up there. Yeah. I can do it. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so you said you're originally from Florida. Did you start out saltwater fishing or was it straight uh, uh, freshwater the whole time? Oh, here we go. Uh, it, no, it, I was 20 minutes from the beach and I was 20 minutes from the Everglades. So I fished both. I really fell in love with like brackish water fishing because I like fishing for tarpon and snook with live bait. And it, it's exciting. You know, it's really exciting. You hook into an 80 pound tarpon on a little light, you know, pin spinning rod with 17 pound test and a 40 pound leader and they just rip and then you're holding on for life. I mean, it was good times. So it honestly but, makes a small mouth here sound like nothing. Yes and no. I mean, you, you, you <laughs> go down on your tackle, get smaller tackle and you're hoping for that big, big, small mouth. I mean, I'm still chasing a big one. Uh, I, I, I believe, you know, a lot of people here don't think there's a lot of big ones here. I believe they're here. Just finding them is the problem, you know. Somebody's going to mm -hmm. catch a big one soon, I believe. So yes. I, when I say big, I'm talking, I mean, not record big, but eight or nine pounds, because I haven't seen any caught eight or nine pounds in a while, you know? We, we've had yeah. one. We've had yeah. one. In fact, for the last 13, 14 years, I've used that picture every, on every piece of advertising I have. You look it up right now, you'll see it. it I mean, it's a nine-pound smallmouth, mm -hmm. and it's massive. I couldn't imagine 11, whatever. I, I pulled yeah. a 20, I pulled a 20, 22 incher yesterday. I got five fish yesterday. I went fishing like one thirty. just, I was scouting mm -hmm. and I, I pulled five fish in three hours and every one of them was like over 19 inches. And the biggest one was 22. Wow. Um, oh, and I was using eight pound tests and just loving it. It was a good <laughs> yeah. time. Yeah. You know? I've seen you post those yeah. on Facebook and I, I have to ask what you were using. Uh, I, I hate to admit it because some people don't like it, but I was fishing pill. I was fishing live bait. I, I I'm a live bait guy. It catches fish. Well, uh, it is because you know I can take a customer out and we can both fish. Say I don't know uh, a Ned rig. A lot of times I'll catch a fish and they won't. You know they just haven't mm -hmm. been here putting in the time and effort to, I guess know how to finesse that. You know and mm -hmm. live bait you catch more variety of species. Um, and I'm out to please people. You know, I, I like taking families. I have a 20, a 20 foot pontoon boat that I use as my fishing guide boat. Um, I take families and I want the kids to catch catfish, bass, largemouth, smallmouth, walleye, whatever. I just want them to catch fish. Um, I've had yeah. days, I have days where we caught drums, you know, and catching a big old drum is exciting for somebody who doesn't get to fish that often, you know, especially kids. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, who, wants, who wants to go out on a boat and not catch? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And, you know, fishing artificial, I can do it, but uh, I'm getting lazy these days and I like to put out a good old live shad and let them eat, you know. You know, yeah. one of the things we put on our website or the Facebook page is, you know, if you like to fish with live bait, so be it. You, mm -hmm. know? you know, I sell live bait and, um, you know, customers want to do that. Mm -hmm. If you don't, you want to you know, hang out with somebody that wants to teach you how to do tournament fishing. Well, you know, go do that. Mm -hmm. um, trolling, um, you know, that's a different style. Some people don't like to do it. You know, there's plenty of guides, plenty of people to choose from. Mm -hmm. And you just have to, um, you know, pick your style and pick your guide. I mean, if I have, if I have a customer that wants to fish artificial, we're going to fish artificial. Um, I, I'm going to take you to the best places I know and try and put you on fish. And we're going to see what happens. 
Um, I'm not against that at all. I troll in the summertime when it gets real hot and you got to go deeper for the fish. I, I try and adjust to the customer um, to the best to, you know, make it a good trip. That's just plain and simple. I'm out there. I love I, You know what? There was one group of guys I went and we fished. We ended up catching flatheads the whole time. And I hurt my back netting flatheads. And, 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 and he, the, the guy was laughing because he's like, I hope to hurt your back every time we come here. So, <laughs> oh, I, I guess. Yeah. It was a good time, you know, and yeah. that's, that's the thing. It's all to me. I'm not, you know, tournament guy. I'm not pro bass fisherman. I'm fisherman. You know, I go out and I try and catch and have a good time. That's yeah. when it's when it stops being a good time. I, I'll probably stop doing guide work. But right now. I love it. And I love my customers. I haven't had a customer yet that I'm not in contact with. And I, I want to have a relationship with them, you know, same with the people that I do boats for. It's, it's all about the relationship and I, not I, the money. That's good to know. Cause um, you know, I'm going to do some boats for us. Funny story though. Um, they were, they had this podcast that I was on Pat and Finn and they, um, they had uh, the, a guy that makes baits. And so they asked them, they go, um, each person at one at a time, you know, what do you use? What do you like? What do you think about these baits? And the bait guy was like saying, this is what's going to work this time of year. This, this uh, clarity of water and all that stuff. And so they get to me, mm -hmm. probably the least experienced fisherman on the podcast. And I said, you know, I'm not quite sure. Um, I will tell you that if you put a minnow on every one of those, they'd work better. <laughs> That's very true. Yeah, and even the even the bait guy was shaking his head. Yeah, yeah, you're right there, but can't can't use it in a tournament. But through that uh, live well, bait will trump there, it. There, there's guides here that I mean they're on their game, and as far as like their electronics, they're they know what they're doing. I fish a little. I fish differently. I use electronics to locate fish, and I scout a lot of spots. And I don't stay in the same spot very long. I, I got taught that by a couple people. Uh, if we're there 30 minutes or so and we're not catching fish, we're moving. But mm -hmm. these are tried and true spots. So like yesterday, I went out without any electronics on on my boat at all. I just went and tried a new spot. Well, now it's going to be a, another <laughs> spot, you know, because I've been wanting to try this spot. And I just I pulled right up in there and put my baits out. And it wasn't five minutes. And I already caught a, a 21 inch smallmouth. It was a great day. And I was only out there for two, three hours. I mean, it was a great day. So I, yeah. and you said you, you ended up with five smallmouth, correct? Yeah. I got five smallmouth in a little, about three hours and I, I probably lost three fish and it, it just was a good day. I mean, you have those days and you have days where you can't buy a fish, you know? Yeah. Oh, trust me. I've had a lot of those days. <laughs> yeah. You know, well, I, I've had them. You know, recently um, I went fishing like right when the um, rain came, uh -huh. I up the water, you know, when calling the dock, People say, hey, is the water muddy? And I'll say, uh, yeah. And they go, oh, darn, I was going to come down and fish. Next yeah. guy that calls and he'll go, hey, is the water muddy? And I'll say, yeah. And he goes, I'll be right there. You know, yeah. so yeah. different people have learned to fish in that, that water that way. And um, so I went out the other day. The water was muddy. I hadn't had really a lot of luck with it. But I went to where one of our creeks was coming into the river. Uh -huh. And the water was flowing pretty good. And, and um so I had a Ned rig with a four inch worm and, and I could see the fish down there. You know, I recently got live scope or live view and, um, and I quit counting at 36, 36, 36 large mouth. Now 
not one of them was really huge, but yeah. mm-hmm. it was a it was a really fun three hours. I mean, it was I mean, just fish after fish after fish. Probably I'd say my best day ever as far as quantity. I'm not that's a pretty good day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it was fun. I mean, and there was times where I would say every single cast was either I caught a fish, a fish hit my my um, worm, or I lost it getting into the boat. You know, I mean every single cast. So that was that was crazy. I mean, they were just right off a drop off to 15 feet. And I mean, they were just in schools. I mean, they were just um, they were just one to eat. Now, then I went yesterday, mm-hmm. big fat zero, water as clear as can be. Really? Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people they had good luck yesterday. Fun. A lot of people had good luck yesterday. You know, I'm on the, the different sites and everything like that. And it seemed like the bite was starting to really come on yesterday. And I'm hoping it continues because, I mean, that's what we want, you know, is fish. We're going out there to catch fish. Yeah, well, what the change yesterday, too, was my, I didn't put my boat back in the water. So I took one with no electronics, no trolling motor, nothing, just the same bait and just beached it on the bank right there. It really just sounds like excuses to me. But yeah, that's- yeah. <laughs> yeah, I suck at fishing, you know, unless, unless until I got live view. I, I did. Now, I'm a pretty lucky fisherman. I wouldn't say a good fisherman. I'm pretty lucky. Uh, I mean, I all even someone who fished tournaments for a very long time, and I'm sure even a guide on Dahal would say the same thing. Most of fishing, you have to know where they are, but it is luck. Like you can throw into a, a school of fish and never catch a single one, or you can randomly not know they're there and catch 20. Like it is mostly luck, but it is does help when you know where they are. Yeah. So Bailey, just to talk about you real quick. Now, I mean, we just started doing this pod, podcast. And um, again, though, I mean, we've, we've done a couple different angles, but you worked for um, Eastport for how many years? Yeah, so I started uh, with you guys at Eastport in 2016, I believe, yeah. uh, as soon as I was able to work. Um, it's 2022 now, so it's been the better half of six going on seven years. Yes. So the rest of high school and college and mm-hmm. I yeah. took one year off that I don't think you guys are ever going to let me hear the end of. Uh, yeah. Worked a year in Johnson City where I went to college at, but then came back. So, yeah, I've basically been here all the way through high school and college. So, and you're, um, you you did high school fishing, you know, had it, you were on the team. In fact, your partner was a pretty girl that ended up on the cover of uh, Fishdale Hollow, right? Yeah. So, uh, yeah. the fun thing about that was we started a uh, high school fishing team my freshman year of Livingston Academy where I went to high school. Um, and we didn't have a fishing team. So me, my partner, whose name is also Bailey. So the joke was that our names were B squared when we'd go into tournaments. Um, uh, we started a fishing team. It was like four of us. So eight kids in total. Um, and then it just kind of snowballed from there. Um, I wanted to get into it because my my grandpa, actually Benny McBride, had been a guide on Dahala for around 30 fam- years ish. Famous guy, didn't he? Pretty famous. Yeah, he he used to be. Uh, it's kind of weird now. He doesn't have a boat. He doesn't have any fishing rods. He doesn't have anything. But he used to be really famous. He used to go on tour. Um, if you if you've ever been to like the Bass Pro when the pro fishermen are talking, fishing out of the big tank after they've caught a big bag of fish, he would talk there. Um, he's hosted the uh, Bassmaster Classics a couple times. Um, so I I, I kind of wanted to follow in those footsteps. Not even close to how good he did. Um, but he had had me on the lake so much. I was like, I know this lake and nobody's going to outfish me. And I was very wrong. So that was an eye opener. Um, but yeah, I fished uh, high school fishing for three and a half years. Uh, yeah, I mostly know tournament fishing. I mostly fish artificial, but I will say anytime I do fish with live bait, I catch way more, <laughs> like hands down. 
Okay. All right. So it has a little bit of a pedigree. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know a little bit of what I'm talking about. Not not that I can execute every time, but I know some 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 things. You've you've watched and listened, no Benny do it for years. Oh yeah. Ever so, since ever since I was able to walk, I've been on the boat with uh Benny fishing. You, you know, at the at the dock though, we still get people to come out and ask if he's around or I mean, you know, there's people that fished with him years ago. So, you know, I know yeah. that his reputation has always been pretty good. And uh Eddie, He's, I don't know if you've done any night guiding, but that's what uh, my Paul was really into was uh, night fishing and guiding it in the night. I have, but you know, I, so far I haven't had a large demand for it. I mean, I'll go fishing at three o'clock in the morning. You fish till three o'clock the next day if that's what you want to do. You know, mm-hmm. customers ask me, they're like, well, how many hours is this trip going to consist of? And because they're trying to see what they're going to get for their money. And I'm like, we're going to fish till we're done. You know, we go out in the morning. Yeah. I've had some people by nine thirty, ten o'clock say, hey, we got 15 small mouths in the boat. Well, we don't have them in the boat because we let them go, but we, we put them in yeah. the boat and uh, they're like, we're good. And then there's people that we fished till like say one or two caught fish. And then we went and ate food and went back out and fished again until one or two o'clock in the morning. I'm, I'm versatile when it comes to stuff like that, because I enjoy fishing. You know, it's not, it's not a job really. You know, I got a big enough yeah. boat where everybody can be on there comfortably and, we have a good time. I, I enjoy my customers. I really do. I like meeting new people. And the majority of the people, I, I'll, only, I'll say all the people that I've met so far, I've enjoyed spending time with them, you know, and I like hearing their stories and catching fish. You know, it's just it, it's it's food for my soul. I know it sounds I don't ever try and get weird with people and tell people, you know, I believe in all kind of stuff. But this lake has changed me. I was in Indiana and I was hating life. I had a good job. I worked at a company doing plumbing for years and years. I fought traffic every day. I, I got tired of it. I got burnt out. And coming here, it's just changed me. It's, it's changed me in a good way. You know, I, I love it. And I'm going to keep doing it for as long as I can do it. So we sent a customer your way, right? There is an yeah. older gentleman sent yeah. him your way. And I'll tell you his side of the story. He said, okay. he, um, he, he came back and I said, well, how'd the fishing go? And he said, well... I wasn't too sure at first. He walked up and he said he has a, a like a deck boat and um, he uh, put it on the bank and he had like eight fishing poles going out the back. And he goes, I don't know how to, and he's using live bait. And I wasn't quite sure where we were going with that. He goes, within five minutes, we caught, caught our first small map. And he goes, he kept me busy all day long. And he goes, I looked at him after that first fish and he goes, we're going to be just fine, aren't we? And, um, and I'm, I think you still talk to him, don't you? I, I talk to John Blewett on a regular basis. I love that guy, man. He yeah. uh, and he he we talked for like weeks before he actually showed up because he's he's a little bit of a hard ass, you know. Um, yeah, he is. He's he's a talker. So he had really high expectations, and he it, the bottom dropped out when he saw you, you know. Yeah. But um, yeah. boy, you know, he's got a lot of respect for what you do and how you how you get it done. You made was, a friend too, you know. Absolutely. And I, you know, I follow him on Facebook and he's been living the good life. He's been Grand Canyon. He's been to Smoky Mountains or whatever. He goes all different places. I mean, he's living his best life and he, he'll be back in the spring. And, and I told him this year, I said, I can't wait for you to come back. He's one of them. You know, I have a favorite list on my customers, not that they're all not great, but that guy there, I mean, he brought guys with him that I guess uh, their dads used to go fishing with John every year. Well, their dads have all passed away and these younger guys are continuing that with with john 
And that touched me, you know, that touched me. And so he, they, I won't say they let him get most of the fish, but he just took the pole. <laughs> he took the pole and um, he said, you know why I caught more fish than you guys. And they said, no, John, why? John says, because I'm pretty and y'all are ugly. And I, <laughs> he was just a great older gentleman, you know, and, and I'm going to stay in contact with him and we're going to fish again soon, hopefully. So, Bailey, your, your uh, grandfather, Benny, um, you say he has a go-to bait, right? Oh, absolutely. It doesn't well, matter if water conditions. It doesn't matter how warm the water is, the cold the water is, nothing. If he's on the water, he's starting out with a white spinner bait with silver blades. No, no gold blades, nothing on the skirt, no grub, just a white spinner bait. And so, honestly, sometimes if that's not working, he just goes home. <laughs> wow. Yeah, it doesn't make sense to me, but I mean, someone who's fished that long and knows more than me, I can't really say anything. Uh, but no, he he always starts with a white spinner bait. Occasionally, he'll go to a hair jig, um, but normally it's just a white spinner bait. He'll fish it all day long. And see, I had a buddy when I was growing up. We used to fish. And I, I was a big, I called them Christmas worms. I'd use a big 10 inch worm that had uh, green and red sparkles and a purple worm. And I, I pinned the weight to the, the, the head of it. Well, my buddy was a rattle trap guy and he fished rattle traps no matter where we went, what we were doing. He was just a rattle trap guy. And I was a big worm guy till I moved here. You can't, I won't say you can't fish them here, but you can't fish them here like you can fish them in other places. No, yeah, no, agreed. Here, here, you gotta, you know, you gotta do a little more finesse bait. I, I, mm -hmm. the Ned Riggs type of deal, uh, wacky rig. I mean, there's stuff I've learned here and I'm still learning. I'm going to continue to learn. And that's part of why I'm glad to be a part of this is when you stop learning, I mean, you, you just, you fail, you know? So mm -hmm. I, I keep opening the door to new stuff and heck, I might end up fishing some new bait instead of live bait one day, just whatever's going to catch the fish is where I'm going to go with. It's, so, it's, it's about catching, you know? So mm -hmm. re recently, um, so, I mean, it's the middle of winter. It was cold as, well, I can't say hell. It's cold as, you know. I mean, you did. Yeah, it was, it was pretty <laughs> cold. So, um, I mean, we couldn't even go out on the water. There was so much ice. So, um, we're a little bit shallower. The water temperature yesterday was 37 degrees. And when I talked to you this morning, you told me you're catching fish like crazy on the other hand. I was catching fish like crazy yesterday. Um, I the, the cold weather, I like the cold weather better than I like the hot sun as far as fishing goes. I, I'm, a, I'm a warm natured creature and I love the summertime, but the fishing's more difficult for me. It is. I mean, there's, there's people mm -hmm. that there's people that go out there in the middle of the day, 800 degrees and they they're catching walleye like crazy. They're on to something that I'm not, you know, uh, I, winter, fall, spring that type of deal i think the fish are just more active i catch more i do catch bigger i just do better you know fall and spring my best time you know um i i the water temperature you get above 70 degrees stuff like that it changes things you know fish move into different places and you have to change with them here that's the thing about dale hollow that i i had to learn the hard way because i had to take everything i've known from my growing up years of fishing in the Everglades and stuff like that and throw that out, you know, because I'm not, I'm not catching bass in two foot of water here. You know, I'm not saying yeah. it can't be done, but not like it's done in Florida. You know, uh, here's a, I mean, fish are seasonal, just like I, I've been doing a little, you know, uh, river fishing and, you know, in the spring you can go 
down and catch skipjack in a certain place at a certain time. You can catch trout in the lake at a certain place at a certain time that you can't catch them any other time, you know, but at, a, you know, in the middle of summer when it's hot as can be, trout can be found, you know, migrating someplace, I guess you'd say. And mm-hmm. yeah. when you find them and you know where they're at and you know what season the fish for them, you, you have to learn different things here. And that's the, that's part of the enjoyment for me too, is it's not just your everyday hundred degree weather, like Florida fishing the same patterns. You have to change with the fish. If you don't, you're going to get left behind. You know, people are going to be catching fish and you're going to sit there and say, well, why am I not catching fish? You have to, you have to figure out what's going on here. You know, you have to be willing to change and try some different stuff. I mean, I, I remember last summer, um, I was actually trolling and, you know, people say you should troll to, you know, 1.2 miles an hour and all that kind of stuff. And I was pulling the crankbaits and um, I was late for dinner. Mm-hmm. So I cranked that thing up. I went to like two and a half, three miles an hour. And it was like, wham, wham. Yep. And yep. Um, over the next four weeks, this is the last two weeks of August, two first two weeks of September, I caught 28 walleye. Um, mm-hmm. and, and when, when it's hot, it's hell, you know. And um, yeah. and it felt a lot better. You got that breeze going a little, at least moving a little bit <laughs> rather right. than just floating in the boat. But um, yeah, I mean, I caught and you catch everything. I, you know, I caught walleye, I caught small, uh, not small, the largemouth, crappie, bluegill, you know, doing that. I mean, there's just a reaction bite. Water's hot. They just it just worked for me, you know. So people, when yeah. I told them about that, like ah, you can't catch a fish two and a half, three miles an hour. Yeah, yeah, you can, you know, I mean, I couldn't use deep, the reason I had to stop is because the water got too skinny down here, you couldn't pull the crank mm-hmm. without snagging it up every time. Yeah, so, that was going to be a point I was going to touch on too. Usually, what I've seen on Dahal at least, went post-spawn, right after spring, like post-spawn, it starts getting super warm, super hot for summer. If you're not fishing super deep, you really can't catch a whole lot. Now, there's probably people who do go shallow and catch in summer, but if you're not deep cranking or like doing a deep drop shot or a really deep Ned rig, it's really hard to get bite. Um, like you said, the fall and the spring, it's really the best time to fish, in my opinion, on Del Hollow. Um, I mostly go for largemouth and smallmouth, but anything in summer is just way too hard. Like, like you said, they're not going to be in two foot of water. It's going to be way too hot. They're going to go to that deeper water to be more cool. And I think that's, that might be why you caught so many fish that time, Richard, you went deeper. And then like you said, no, 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 no. This, this is in the river here. So I was fishing at like 10 and 15 feet. The water was okay, only 15, 15 or 20 feet, but it was typically going over uh, a, a hole that might be 20 feet deep or 25 yeah. feet deep. Is either coming in a, into or out of one of those holes on the river there. Mm-hmm. So that where I caught them. Um, yeah. And I, I didn't have luck, say, past uh, Big Hollow. You know, it was all this way and up, yeah. up the East Fork or the West Fork. But um, now, Eddie, let me ask you this. Um, you said you had to change your how you fish when you moved from the Everglades up to here. Um, sure. Did you automatically right away start guiding or was there a little grace period where you had to find everything out it it was years of coming down here every other weekend every weekend and paying other guides to teach me how to fish here i had to pay for my lessons because i got tired of coming up here i mean i'm used to catching everglades fish where i knew what i was doing and uh, i come up here and i just couldn't i couldn't buy a fish it was bad so i started you know i hired a few different guides and i learned uh, i listened to them and i i watched what they did and I learned from it and I started practicing the stuff like trolling live bait. I mean, it was stuff that 
I would have never, I used to troll in the ocean, you know, I, I wouldn't think you troll here, but you can troll here. And the speed thing that uh, Richard was talking about, I agree with it because I'll start off, you know, maybe at one miles an hour, uh, one mile an hour, I might end up at two and a half. I usually don't go over two and a half because if I can't find them from one to two and a half, I usually try and do something else. You know, that's just me. I call it a day. I go eat a sandwich. Um, but yeah, I, I, I had to come down here and get lessons and pay for some of them and the rest of them it's trial and error and i've had a lot of errors and uh, they're 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 working for me but it took years to figure out just where i'm at now and it's going to be years and years before you know i'll never i don't know I, I, i'll never consider myself even close to one of the best on this lake because there's somebody there's guides on here that just make me sick sometimes with the stuff that they produce i really yeah I, I love having good trips and I've been fortunate enough and lucky enough that uh, I've had good trips, you know, and I've put a lot of fish in the boat and I start off sometimes I, I'm sitting there, you know, I'm scared till that first fish gets on. And then it just, when they start coming and going and I'm, I, I love getting in that rhythm and people catching fish. And I like people, ha I mean, I have people on my, my boat taking turns. No, this one's yours. No, that go ahead and get this one. They get tired. They're like, no, I love that. You know, I had I had two triples this year on live bait and three doubles where, you know, they came around a main lake point and they were just schooling and I had rods just bend over and it was a great time. You know, when you got rods ripping each direction and people, you know, I had to put numbers on my rod holder so I could be like, number eight, number eight, you know, number two. <laughs> and, and, it's always uh, a good problem to have. Well, yeah, because if you tell them you got there was one hit, you, you got eight rods back there. People are like, which one? And, and they're freaking out because they've got like, you know. Uh, anxiety going because they're wanting to catch a fish and when you tell them the rod's going off you got to be able to be in number eight number seven number six and mm -hmm. it's worked out really good now that I put numbers on them <laughs> so your, uh, your boat's set up for kids oh know, yeah anybody right I mean oh yeah kids family couch I got a couch on it I bring coolers I, I provide drinks for people if you want a sandwich or something bring your own sandwich uh uh, cause I'm gonna eat mine. I might, I don't want to eat it in front of you. So you gotta bring your own <laughs> food. But, uh, yeah, I, I do drinks. Uh, I have a couch on there. I, I can't, I, I actually listen to Bob Seger radio on Pandora while I'm fishing. I'm not one of the guys that believe you got to be super quiet. I don't blast the radio, but it, 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 it makes the time go by and, you know, you get to listen oh, yeah. to some good music and we, we fish and enjoy ourselves on my boat and I won't have it any other way. You know, that's what it's about. From someone who fishes in the ocean, you would think you had a skid. So the fact that you have a pontoon boat, is that solely for the reason of getting in a more comfortable environment or did you just make the change? Cause you, you thought it'd be time to do something different. I, I, I didn't ever think I had to own a pontoon boat. Um, but luckily I bought a, I got a Bennington 20 foot SX. It's the, with the live wells on it and it's got fishing chairs and I've done a lot of electronics to it and altercations to it where I've got it where it's more fish friendly for more people because I have a bass tracker also. And the bass tracker, you know, I put two people on there, including myself, and it's crowded. Oh, yeah. I wanted to get away from being crowded. And I was like, what other better way to do than a pontoon boat? And it's uh, put it this way. I've taken my bass tracker out twice this year, if that tells you anything. Uh, my pontoon boat, I've just learned to fish it. I enjoy fishing it. And I can put, you know, at, say if I do night fishing, I can put one person on each corner with lights and everybody's, you know, has room. And it's just, 
it's 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 worked out in a lot of ways that I never would have thought that it would have. If I was in Florida, I probably wouldn't have a pontoon boat fishing in salt water. I'd have yeah. a DV twenty one foot Mako or something like that patrolling. But here, I, I I can't think of a better boat. I mean, unless you got one of those big old sea arcs, which I'm a fan of too. You know, I like sea arcs, but a 25 foot sea arc is going to cost you a heck of a lot more than the pontoon that i bought you know oh gosh yeah well it, it'll keep the kids you know in there you know they're not gonna fall out as easy you know absolutely so it's safer for the kids you can fit more people you can be more comfortable um you might not look as cool to some people but um hey my boat's you know, cool what are you talking yeah. about <laughs> <laughs> yeah what are you trying to say richard <laughs> well, you, you say? might be you might be a little slower <laughs> oh, okay i, I yeah. am a little slower yeah, but some people got to go fast, but you know, I, I agree. I think it's a good choice. Yeah, you know? It's, it's working out really well, especially like, I mean, if somebody wants to sit down and eat a sandwich, I got a couch with a table there right in the middle, you know, uh, mm -hmm. they have, there's a, a, a bench in the back. I have two seats up in the front. There's, there's, there's a lot that can be done on this boat. I've taken, I think when I took that a customer, we were talking about John out, I think there was a, I want to say five of them. And they just take, oh. took turns catching fish. And yeah. it, it, it was a good time, you know, because I do like to approach it. Eight, eight live baits out there. I, I target two, 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 you know, and <laughs> I've got it covered across there. And if I don't yeah. catch fish in 30 minutes there, I'm moving because there's, I got eight live baits out there. If I'm not catching fish, they're not there. You know, I mean, they're, or they don't want them right where I'm at. Because I've moved literally across a canal, you know, and, and started catching fish. And just it, that close, you can just move across and they're over there targeting live bait. You know, it's, it's, it's the way that I've, I've, I've learned to fish. If, if I find a different way to fish that produces as much, I'll change in a heartbeat. But right now that's, what's putting fish in the boat and same with trolling. You know, I troll, I run planer boards, I run divers, uh, I'll fish 90 foot of water, but I'm, I'm suspending my bait in like 25 when I'm trolling. And I try and run it across the top of their heads as many times as I can, as, as wide a spread as I can. You know, I might be covering 75 feet this way, 75 feet that way. So I've got 150 feet of baits coming across what I think is the target area, you know, and side imaging and down imaging and all that stuff help you out when you're fishing in so, 30 foot of water. Yeah. So, qu Question for you then. So um, you fish primarily what part of the lake? I usually it's changing. Okay. Like I used to run down the Willow Grove area. First place I'd go. Um, I'd run straight to Willow Grove and I'd fish back towards the Cedar Hill area where I'm at. Oh you're, yeah. Your boat's kept at Cedar Hill, right? Yeah. Cedar Hill. And uh, now things have changed, you know, now I still down by Willow Grove has always been my go-to spot. But now I'm finding more and more go-to spots that are closer, so I don't have to run as far. Um, I'm not saying I won't continue to fish Willow Grove, but I've spread my fishing area. I basically fish from the dam to about Sulphur Creek, and I have spots all along through there. I don't really go much further just because, as you pointed out, I have a slow boat. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I have a slow boat, but... uh. Well, it's not that slow. I mean, he'll run about 23 miles an hour with yeah. it. Oh, that's not bad at all. That's, yeah, that's plenty. Yeah. 
No, it's yeah, fine. That's a good cruising speed on a pontoon. Yeah, it'll run about 23 miles an hour with four people in it and, you know, live wells full and stuff like that. But I, you know, from the dam to Sulphur Creek, I really don't need much more lake. I can't, I'll probably never fish all that. You know, there's just so much lake here. So that, picking up customers. So will you, will you go, if somebody's staying at another resort, I know yeah. you're not going to pick them up at Eastport, but, yeah. you know, <laughs> which, which marinas would you think pick, pick them up at? I, I honestly, I, I, I try and get most people to come to me. And if that's a problem, I don't mind going to Horse Creek, Mitchell Creek, all the way up to Sulphur Creek. I mean, somewhere in that area, I don't mind going. I'm, it's no big deal. You know, I can be at Sulphur Creek, you know, 20, 30 minutes, you know, so I'll, I'll meet you there in the morning. It's not a big deal. Uh, I, I'm going to, other than like, unfortunately, Eastport, uh, that's just too far of a. That's, that's oh man, we're right in the middle. What do you mean? Yeah, <laughs> middle of what? <laughs> middle of middle of nowhere. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, yeah. we're not in the middle of nowhere, but we can see it from there. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, we're very close. <laughs> hey, one thing I just thought of too. So, fishing on a pontoon. So a little bit of rain. You got you got cover, right? Well, I have I have a I have a canopy on there right now yeah. that covers pretty decent. But I'm waiting. I went and talked in a upholstery shop and I'm going to get the uh, in the front. I'm going to have it with the see through windows and a zipper. It's going to yeah. cover it's going to cover my whole fishing area, not my fishing area, my driving area and the couch. And yeah. I'll have a zipper in the back with the plexiglass. I don't know what it is. It's some type of see through material. But I'm gonna, yeah. if it's snowing, I'm going to be able to fish and I'll have a little yeah. buddy, I'll have a little buddy heater in there. So. We'll go out. We'll go out and reel the fish in, but we're getting back in there when we we get done. Yeah. But yeah, rain rain doesn't bother me. Um, if it doesn't bother the customer, I, I take fishing as a challenge. Sometimes it's like if you want to go and it's ten degrees, I'll go. You know, yeah, if it's if it's misting though, it's not gonna ruin your trip. You know, no. you've got some place to stand. No, so that's I mean that's a difference. When we've been in the middle of a thunderstorm, and I've caught some of the best fish I've ever caught. Yeah. Uh, but you yep. got wet though because you're using the bass boat. So also very just true. saying, you know, yep. and you if you were trying to go through the rain in the bass boat, it beat the hell out of you. Felt in yeah, your it feels like needles. So yep. going 25 in a pontoon boat with the cover is is um yeah pretty you know pretty more comfortable. I mean, we got customers they want to fish, but they're not diehard fishermen, you know. Yeah, yeah. When I get this uh this this canvas uh done, it should be soon. I'm waiting for them to actually. Uh, I got to bring him the boat, which I hate because that means I got to take it out of the water and bring it to him. And he says it's going to take two to three weeks. So I'll be down for oh, two to three weeks. Yeah. I had to pull that tracker out, huh? Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and, and I'm, you know, I may have to tell him I postpone it, but I'm going to get the canvas just because overall, summer, winter, I'll be able to be protected. And I think it'll just cater to people more where not everybody wants to get soaking wet. Not everybody's that big a diehard, you know. Uh, the, the biggest thing is I, I like to do is make sure kids are happy because if you have unhappy kids, you have an unhappy fishing trip because, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, uh, little kids can, they, they you got to keep them happy because if they're not happy, then their parents aren't happy. And I, I want to make sure everybody's warm and comfortable and the best I can do, you know, uh, as far as that goes. Uh, other than that, you know, when I get the canopy on there, I think I'll, I'll be able to fish year round. I do anyway, but I'll be able to fish year round and not freeze somebody to death. <laughs> you know, yeah. I, I think it'll be appealing to people also. Cause they'll be like, well, you can go fishing with this guy or you can go fishing with Eddie. He's going to keep you warm and catch your fish. So. 
It's up yeah. to you. And then what would be what's the best way for people to contact you if they want to like if they want to go on a guide trip with you? Or do you have a, a website, Facebook page, just phone I, number? I'm Eddie Cravens on Facebook, and I do have uh I have you see I I have cards I pass out. <laughs> uh, I know I can't get it to come in clear, but I have cards uh, mainly just on Facebook is the easiest way. Um, mm-hmm. Eddie Cravens, uh, you can't miss the beard. I got a fish. I'm holding it up. You can go on Pretty there. Huh? Yeah. He's there. See, they'll be like, that's him. So there's no <laughs> mistake in it. That's, that's the easiest way. And, you know, I get a lot of business from word of mouth, people that go fishing. They're like, go fishing with him. Cause another thing that I do and I hate to do it and I've only had to do it. I've done it three times this year. I'll admit it. Uh, if I take you fishing and we have a bad, bad, bad day. I don't charge people for it, man. I just don't have the heart to tell somebody that it's like 350 or 400 or whatever the price mm-hmm. is. And we caught two fish and I've had only had to do that three times. I went 16 and three so far, you know, I haven't had an abundance, a lot of trips, but the three people gave me gas money. They're like, no, no, no. And I'm like, I feel better about this. And cause we did, we caught fish, but like one trip, we caught two little small mouse. I was embarrassed. I had four people in the boat. Um, another trip we were trolling. I caught a smallmouth and a trout with four people in the boat. So I just said, you guys don't owe me nothing. And they like, I can't believe that. And I'm like, well, I'd rather be known as a good guy than somebody that took your money. You know, I'm not, I'm not taking anybody's money. I don't need to do that. Yeah. And that's, right. I'd say that's a huge thing. Uh, now I will say you might have some people be like, Oh no, we didn't catch anything. And just sitting on the side now that you said it'd be free, but yeah. I think it's a huge thing. People find it a lot more credible. And like you said, you're 16 and three, like you have a good record. I have it's not like people record. are going to be like, Oh, yeah. we might not catch. Yeah. 16 yeah. and three. And, and the three started in the, the, the dead heat of summer. That's when the three started. <laughs> I don't have the numbers in oh. spring, you know, or winter. I have that this summertime. I just had a hard trolling. Wasn't going like I wanted it to a couple times, you know, I mean, uh, like I said, I'm not afraid to admit it. I'm, I'm I'm proud of my track record so far, and I'd like to keep it continue going good. And like I said, I, I'm I I don't have the heart. I've heard of guys that you know you go out there for an hour and it starts raining, they want to bring you back in and still charge you the money. Mm-hmm. I I can't do that. That's just not. I can't do it. <laughs> yeah, well that that says a lot. I mean, you're backing up your service with, you know, money. You know that you're going to lose it even when it's harder to catch a fish. So. Yeah. And that that should get some people now. Just um, so you know, um, the fish style fish style hollow Facebook page. You're on there, so if customer gets on there and they don't remember your name, if they just say, "Hey, I'm looking for a guy that does this," you check it quite often, right? Yeah, yeah, I do. I, I I'm on there a lot. If I'm not fishing or working on boats, I'm on there trying to see what people are catching and and where they're catching it and what they're using for bait. You know, I, I'm I'm um doing my research whenever I can. Uh, okay. So the, the other thing is if you put on there, Hey, I'm looking to fish with the guy with the beard. Mm-hmm. Everybody will know who that is. Right. I hope so. Yeah. Eventually one day they will. I don't know how mm-hmm. soon it'll be that I'll be that credible, but I, I really hope that it comes to that point. I, I you know, I learned something here. Uh, I don't know. I had a different mindset in Indiana. I was all about making money. And that's all I really cared about. Well, coming down here, I really care about keeping my name good and my name will make me money. I hope, you know, there's, there's a big difference in the way things work here and there. You know, mm-hmm. uh, I, I honestly, like I said, between traffic and day to day, just 
you know, I had a job where I did, uh, I did what they call under slabs, which is you go into a house after they put the footing in and you put the sewer in and you put the water in and then they pour the concrete. So I'd come in, I'd be the first one to come in there and me and another guy, we'd do two of those a day. And it was every day, the same old thing, two houses a day, two houses a day. I got where I was like having nightmares about it, you know? <laughs> and now I come down here and it's different, you know, it's the people live differently down here. They think differently down here. And I really like the way it is. You know, uh, I think more people, I don't want more people to come here, you know, cause I don't, <laughs> but at the, oh, no. yeah, <laughs> I, I, I'm not trying to, uh, I'd like to keep it the way it is. It's evolved in five years, you know, six years that I don't even like sometimes. Uh, I try not to fish on the weekends cause there's too many people out there. I try not to fish on holidays. But I mean, if you want to fish on Fourth of July, we'll go fish on Fourth of July. Oh, yeah, I, I like that. But I'm going to get yeah, out. Yeah, you, you'd be a lot of boats on the water. It'd be fun. I'm yeah. going to get out at five o'clock in the morning, and you know we'll be done by hopefully ten or eleven. You know, and that's just. Yeah. And then it's okay because they don't. You know, the traffic doesn't normally get so bad here until ten, eleven on the weekends, and then from then on, it's you're going to have problems. But I don't fish during the middle of the day for the most part. I fish in the mornings and I fish in the evenings and night. And uh, the traffic isn't as bad, you know. Well, when you say traffic and you, you know, when you move out here from the big city like like I did mm -hmm. from Nashville, um, you know, we're pretty remote and, and we get a little busy on the lake and we think, oh, it's crazy. But, you know, it is not near crazy. I mean, it's not like the lakes and places close to a metro area. I mean, people that come to Del Hollow, they um, they choose to come here. They pass a lot of lakes to get to us, and they give up a lot of amenities of being close to a town. But And nobody wants that crowd like, you know, the, the, the lakes closer to a metro area. You know, if you don't come to mind, I won't say anything. I try to be positive <laughs> about everybody. But um, we're, we're not near as busy as other places. But we like that. I mean, we like that there's not houses everywhere. Yeah. Some people come down, oh, I can't buy a house on the lake. No, you can't. We don't want you to. <laughs> you know, um, you you have to want to come here. Because, um, you know, it is extra expense. You're going a little bit further. But, God, it's worth it. I mean. I, I, I come from the place where, you know, uh, you go on a lake on the weekends and you spend two hours getting your boat in the water. You spend two hours or more getting your boat out of the water because there's a line. Um, it's just, and you, they're not the size of this. So you don't rent slips down there. You can rent slips down at like, uh, oh, what's the one in Bloomington? Uh, I can't, yeah. Lake Monroe, stuff like that. But even them, there's, you try and troll, there's 50 boats coming by. There's not a lot of respect. Um, yeah. I, I'm not one to pick at wake boats, but if I'm sitting on the bank and I got four customers with me and you have another 300 yards of lake, why do you got to come by me? Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, twice you, know, you drive by yeah. me once and then you drive by me again when you see I'm already on the beach, you know, and you could, yes. that's what I say. Traffic. I just, I prefer yeah. to. Fish yeah. Well, wakeboard boats, you know, and I'll tell you, look, I, I have wakeboard boats at my Marina. I've got all kinds of fishing boats. Um, and I can't say there's any, and, and people running through my no wake zone and, and you know, just, uh, you know, beating boats up. Um, I can't say that any certain boat is better 
I, you know, bass boats are probably the worst. Mm-hmm. They, they, they'll fly by another bass boat. Yeah. They'll complain about other boats. Um, mm-hmm. Now, um, you know, the, the, the people in the wakeboard boats, you know, I don't think many of them think about the fishermen, um, mm-hmm. but they, um, they've always, I mean, the ones we have are real respectful and they understand um, that, you know, that you can't just go buy a bass boat that close. I mean, and now down here, you know, I got to tell you on the busy days, the fishermen probably ought to pick a different place to go because the water's only so wide. You can't get that far away from them. So, but they have places to go. They can go up the East Fork and the West Fork and, and I personally wouldn't mind if they made um, all of the East Fork and the West Fork from Eastport on up a no um, no tow zone, you know. Yeah, they you honestly know, that, should. They they should. I mean, it's dangerous for somebody to pull a skier up the East Fork or the West Fork. So leave mm-hmm. it for the fishermen, you know. And um, you know, there's always going to be compromise um, and not just, you know, I'm for this or I'm for that, you know, and um you know, the, uh, the, that law that the um, wakeboard boats aren't supposed to be within 200 feet of, um, you know, the land or marina or anything like that um, mm-hmm. really wasn't designed for our lake because mm-hmm. um, we don't have houses on there. I mean, those, those lakes that have houses, you know, and docks and everything right on the waterfront with no, no, no nothing protecting them as far as a no-wake zone are just getting, you know, destroyed. So that, that law in Tennessee wasn't really designed for Dale Hollow because in much of the lake, you know, it's, it's rock faces. Now, the, where it's not, you know, wakeboards, wakeboard boards are having a little bit of erosion problem. But um, so, you know, I leave that up for the politician and the lawmakers to figure all that out and the TWRA <laughs> yeah. and, you know, um, you know, they're the ones that decide all that. I, I don't want to get in the middle of a, a battle between fishermen and skiers because you know there's a yeah. lot of fishermen that ski and there's a lot of skiers that, that um fish so well they're passionate about skiing just like i am about fishing and i respect that about them and i you know i don't mean to pick on wake boat or wakeboard boats or you know bass boats speeding by or anything like that but when a bass boat speeds by me and i'm sitting on the bank they're not causing as much wake as somebody that's yeah. dragging yeah. dragging water True. ballast in their boat full you know and yeah and it's, it's a three foot hole in the water it yeah. just picks you up and just throws you you know mm-hmm. whatever yeah and i, I i've had a couple bad experiences not it, it was one 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 day in particular i had uh customers out there and i'm clearly fishing in a spot there's no other boats around um, and this wake boat come down next to me and I mean, right up on me and just threw us up on the bank and then did it, turned around and did it again. Yeah. It's just like, I just put my hands up. I'm like, really? Come on, man. Well, well I'll tell you what, one time there's a wakeboard boat and really nice, you know, expensive wakeboard boat came in and he, he went past the no wake zone a bit, not real bad, but a bit. Well, he got to the boat before our dock, the gas dock before his wave got there. Mm-hmm. And it bounced his boat around and his very expensive sunglasses went in the water. And I was on my way to, I was on my way to go say something to him. And um, his sunglasses in the water, I mean, they were, they were expensive, went in the water. And I go, well, he learned his lesson. He done, you know, waked himself. So I just let it be, you know, so, you know. I understand, like I said, I understand passion about the lake. Um, Wakeboard skiers, jet skis, whatever. But there's enough lake here that everybody can give each other respect 
And, you know, we can all enjoy ourselves. We can. That's part of why I'm here, because it's that big. Where in Indy, mm-hmm. you know, you've got a little man-made lake here, a little man-made lake there. But they're nowhere near the volume that Dale Hollow is. You know, it's mud not puddles. even close. Yeah, they're mud yeah, puddles. They're mud puddles. I've you heard know, about people, that. people that come down to Dale Hollow, right? Okay, yeah. so the people that complain the most about the drive are people from Nashville. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yep. they, they have to drive two hours to get to us. Yeah. Right? But they pass like six places that are really nice before they get to us. Yeah. People from the north, you know, it's either cold water or mud puddles mm-hmm. until they at least get to um, like um, Lake Cumberland. Right. And so and they pass Lake Cumberland even to come to us. So and people from Michigan, they have to go 12 hours and they complain the least. And they come the earliest in the season because they're used to cold water. And they'll, they'll ski, you know, with, with the wetsuits on. And they're the last ones to show up in October, you know, to ski. Um, and like I said, they complain the least. So it all, all depends on what you got to offer. I mean, you know, the, the North is, is either cold or mud puddles. So that's why Del Hall is real popular with them. I, I say I have nine or say I have 10 houseboat customers. On average, nine out of 10 are from Indy. Uh, they're cannot believe the amount of people that are here from Indiana. I, yeah. I just, I never knew it till, I mean, I started coming down here and they, I'd see people that they'd see my license plate and they'd be like, Indy, you know? Yeah. And I'm like, wow. I mean, I'm like, there's a, a bunch of Indiana people here. And I, I'm happy. I was going to change my, uh, my area code on my phone. Cause I wanted to appear more like a regular, but I left it because people are like, Oh, you're from Indy. It's 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 helped me a little bit, you know. They're like, there's my Yankee buddy. Oh yeah, that's because they like. Oh, there's another Yankee. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're on that today, aren't you? Well, I mean, you know, I was born in Seattle, so I don't know. I mean, oh, he does it because he's right yeah. there with you, is what it is. But I've lived I've lived in the South my whole life. I mean, mostly Texas, uh, South Carolina, uh, Florida, um, Tennessee. I've I actually lived in 28 different places, three years in Germany. So, you know, my dad was in the military and, um, and we continued to move around after I left home and started my career. I, I was one of those people that, you know, the boss says, hey, move here. I, I went, you know, it normally was a promotion, more money, you know, and it just just helped me out. So ended up in Nashville and decided, you know, I was going to get out of uh, corporate and uh, buy a marina. My wife thought I was crazy. She actually asked that. I maybe go have an affair instead, uh, buy, <laughs> buy a sports car, and uh, no, I bought a marina. And it's worked out well for us. But uh, yeah. so I like, I, you know, I have a southern heart. <laughs> you know, so, yeah. I, yeah, we. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Hey, I've been to Seattle. I liked it. I was there at the, the Space Needle and Pike Street, and I enjoyed myself in Seattle. Yeah, it's been a it's been a long time. In fact, my wife has never been there, and so we talked about maybe going up to Seattle and seeing the north northwest. Um, I'm sure I've got lots of relatives I ain't seen there in years, but uh, I I was down there during the like Pearl Jam Nirvana grunge phase, and oh Seattle. my god, yeah, Seattle was wild. I went down there skiing. Uh, went to I guess Mount Rainier and Mount Stevens. Oh yeah, Stevens Pass and. I mean, it was wonderful. And everybody was, oh, it rains there all the time. It was light drizzle. It does. It does. You know what? It, it's different. I mean, I, I wouldn't say it rains all the time. But when it rains, it's kind of 
it could be a weird rain. I mean, mm-hmm. you walk outside, it's not pouring. It's like misting. Mm-hmm. And you walk out and you're instantly wet. I mean, mm-hmm. solid wet and it's not even pouring. It's just like a, a mist. Um, and, um, you know, I went to, I was up there for six months. I went to a commercial diving school and, um, you know, it, it didn't rain that much. And, mm-hmm. the, and the, they all, almost call that like a banana belt. Doesn't get a lot of snow either. Not mm-hmm. in Seattle. It's like, there's a little part right there where it doesn't get near as, as cold as, you know, the mountains that are right next to it. But Mount Rainier, you could go up there in July and there's still a couple feet of snow. Yeah. Uh, it's way up there. So you could have the ocean one day and the, the mountains the next day. So it's, it's, it's pretty nice. It's very green. I mean, everything's always growing good. And it to me yeah. looked like it looked like the closest thing to I could imagine Alaska would be like, you know, like, oh, yeah. like I walk out in the morning and I would expect to see a moose walking out of the bushes and stuff, you know, it was rocky shores and whales and islands and, you know, you drive a ferry everywhere and, uh, you know, just, you know, it's, it's, it's a different lifestyle, but um, it's, you could be still in the city and be, you know, on the waterfront that is just absolutely gorgeous. Water never gets warm though. (laughs) Yeah. I, 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 didn't hear anybody talk about fishing or anything while I was there. Uh, but I did like down to Pike Street when they throw the fish to just have oh, that. Yeah. This guy yeah. threw a fish at me and I moved to the side. Fish get it down the street. He's like, You're supposed to catch it. I was like, Man, these are new clothes. I'm not doing <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you were. Well, guys, I will say we're coming up on an hour. So, um, Eddie, See, I've Bailey, had a great time talking to you. Bailey, I told you, you know, time will fly, you know. Yeah. No, I love it. It's been great. I've had a great time. Um, I will say, Eddie, we are going to start doing this thing where at the end of these, we're going to ask, what's your favorite bait right now? And then what's your favorite go-to year-round? <laughs> I honestly, I'd, I'd like to fish live bait year-round, just year-round. Um, that's just, it's, it does more for me and my customers as far as volume. Um, mm-hmm. I want to go out and put 20 fish in the boat every trip. And I want to go out and take four people and make all four of them happy, you know? So until I find something better than live bait, that's going to be my go-to. And that's going to be, I obviously can't really fish it in the summer, but. Uh, yeah. How do you, how do you rig that? Though? Tell us that. How do I oh, yeah. rig it? Uh, well, I, I, I use, uh, right now I'm using, I'm trying out something new. I'm going, I got suffix eight pound high visibility line. I put a half ounce weight on there with a swivel. And then I use a, a, Another, I use a uh, fluorocarbon leader because I'm afraid because it's high visibility line. I'm thinking maybe the fish can see it too. So I go with the <laughs> fluorocarbon leader and I go with like a uh, 10 pound test or eight pound test to uh, eight pound leader and just a like number two, number three hook and hook them. I hook them on, on a shad. There's a, uh, I guess you'd call it a, I don't know. It's a, it's a line that goes from the top green and, and blue to the silver Right where that line is is where I hook them right behind their top fin, their dorsal fin, and I throw them out there on the bottom and let them let them do their thing, you know. A big yeah. shad, a little shad. Like, you know, I used to think big shad were the best thing because I, I was like, big shad got to be better, bigger you know, bait, bigger fish. Yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> I, I've had bigger shad out there, and they seem to like the medium sized shad the best. You know, like yeah. too small, and they don't they don't do their job. You know, because the the hook. They can't swim good with the hook in them because they're too small. A good three-inch shad all day long, I'll take it. I don't need the four or five-inch shad just because 
I don't seem to do as well with them. You know, the bass just aren't as interested. Yeah. Uh, All right. Well, I've had a great time. I think Richard's had a great time. He's called you a Yankee about 15 times. So I know he's had a little bit of fun. <laughs> just one uh, more time. Just won't go ahead one more no, time. No, no, no. <laughs> oh, he's shy no, now. Is what it is. Oh, yeah. No. <laughs> he got his point. Yeah. But, Eddie, thank you so much for coming on. Anybody who nice wants to, meet to get you. in contact with you, it's uh, nice to meet you too, man. It's been great. Um, Facebook's your number one, Fishdale Hollow. Uh, somebody will connect you to him. So if you want to get a hold of Eddie and uh, go on a fishing guide, just reach out to him. Reach out to us if you need to, and we'll get you in contact. So, Eddie, Richard, I've had a great time. I hope it's been the same for y'all. So. Absolutely. Anytime. You guys let me know. I appreciate it. All right. Thanks, cool. Eddie. Thank you. Goodbye. Sounds good. Take care, guys. Yeah. And happy New Year. Yeah, you too. Really. <laughs> Thanks.